Welcome back to Dr. Carcast with some automotive news updates. This date, February 8th of 2024. Toyota has been said to go ahead and say it. That is, told them you said so on EVs. Japan's biggest car maker doesn't look so foolish after all for being circumspect and cautious about EV demand. If you remember, Toyota basically said, we're going to dial back on this EV thing. We're not going to produce cars with huge batteries. We're also going to dial in on hybrids and PHEVs because we believe that is the way that we can get adoption uh, to the general public. And then after that statement, that was probably about a year, year and a half ago, some of these things came out. And we'll talk about some of these headlines in just a moment. But the uh, dealers say that Biden's EV strategy is too aggressive in the U.S. market. Uh, EV sales start to fall in California in industry bellwether. Renault cancels planned IPO for Amphir EV unit. Ford is cutting back their jobs at uh, the F-150 Lightning plant. The EV demand is slowed down and it hits automakers and suppliers. And lastly, Polestar is to cut around 450 jobs globally. In the meantime, Toyota is busy cashing in on its trademark hybrid technology to do part in reducing carbon emissions. Because of Toyota's moves, investors are starting to get the message. By the way, Toyota shares have surged 70% over the last 12 months. I kind of wish I'd listened to my own advice and gone in there and bought some stock from Toyota. But uh, remember, we made that prediction back in August that things would slow way down. And we were about a month, three weeks off. It happened in December more so than it did in November that we predicted. But it is happening as we speak. Ford is adjusting its strategy as EV losses mount. CEO Jim Farley and Ford said that they may postpone some EV launches and is assessing whether to get more batteries from outside sources after working to vertically integrate production in recent years. The automaker this week said that it expects to lose $5 billion to $5.5 billion on EVs this year. That is in 2024. That's up 15% off 2023. The only way Ford has made money right now is with their Ford Blue, which is their ICE engine product. So basically everything that's in the EV platform, a loss. In 2024, Ford expects adjusted earnings to be about 7 to $7.5 billion for Ford Blue and 8 to $9 billion for Ford Pro. That is the commercial line. As far as EVs go, it no longer thinks it can reach a goal of 8% margins on EVs by 2026, a target it reaffirmed as recently as the middle of last year. Meanwhile, EV sales start to fall in California as an industry bellwether. Consecutive quarters of falling EV sales could uh, derail the zero emissions vehicle transition target. Let's give you a little bit of overview of what's going on here. In the second quarter of 2023, EV registrations were about 102,000. The next quarter, the third quarter, they were about 101,000, a drop off of almost 2,000 when you look at the small numbers too. And this last quarter, the fourth quarter, 89,000, just shy of 90,000, a 10% decline from the third quarter. To be sure, the EV market is still a substantial portion of California auto sales. Uh, EVs accounted for 21.4% of the state's auto sales last year. But plug-in hybrids, uh, cars that can travel 10 to 50 miles on electricity alone, made up 3.4% of sales. Those, I suspect, as far as what we're seeing with the industry, those will be going up quite a bit shortly. 
Uh, the sales trend is slowing down and it needs to go up by 100% uh, was stated here. There is a lot of ground to cover in just 11 years. So 2035, the, the magic target for California for going all EV. Bear in mind that EV statement is plug-in hybrids, hybrids, and BEVs, battery electric vehicles. So there's a lot of gasoline still involved with those PHEVs and hybrids. Well, the dealers say that Biden's EV strategy is too aggressive for U.S. market. Nearly 83% of dealers say that the government is pushing the industry to move too fast. There was a dealer survey taken in January, and a few of the questions, they speak not only to the business of EVs, but the business in general. And the first question that I picked out of here is, uh, are EVs at your dealership generating a lot of customer interest or sales? The dealers say that 55% of the people coming in have no interest in EVs. 32% have an interest, but they're not buying. The next question asked was, how did the Biden administration affect your business in 2023? 62% said negatively, and 14% said they were unsure. That's a total of 76%. And then is the Biden administration pushing the industry to move too fast on EVs? We just mentioned that. 83% said yes, 8% said no. Uh, and as of January 1st, consumers can now transfer federal EV tax credits to dealers at the point of sale. You know, deal with the paperwork the dealer does. And how do you expect that will affect your business and your ability to sell EVs? Only 35% said it would be a positive thing. A lot of investors saying that things should change. And Automotive News uh, in a focus study said that auto executives of most dealerships were saying there should be more of an affordable hybrid and plug-in hybrids that are brought to market as opposed to BEVs. One said that personally, I think a hybrid is by far the best solution because the customer can still get their 30 to 40 miles in a day uh, via electricity. And yet when they want to go to Chicago or Denver, they can head out and get 400 miles on gas. And on the used side of the EV structure, dealers want better answers to used EV questions, including reliability and valuation. There's a very difficult formula for equating valuation of a used EV. Matter of fact, it's so difficult that nobody really knows what it is. The primary concern is the battery life of an EV. EV world, it's a little bit more problematic as a battery can cost up to $10,000 or more. The other comment that's made is that there are tax incentives for buying used, but the vehicle has to be under $24,000 in value to get any tax credit. And if the car is between $25,000, $26,000 and say new car price as a used EV, well, there's so much incentive money on the top end for new cars that why would you buy a used EV? And that said, and also there's the issue with dealerships understanding what to look for overall in a battery life of a specific vehicle. Case in point, if you're selling Hyundais and you're getting Honda EVs and or Teslas or Ford, doesn't matter, something outside of your, your niche, you don't necessarily have the ability to check the battery life and to figure out what other issues you might have with that EV. It's a real issue and EVs are expensive and deciphering which models qualify for federal and state tax credits Rebates has become confusing to the dealers as well as the consumers. 
EV production cuts uh, give suppliers more uncertainty and opportunity. As EV production is dropped or slowed down at the big three and beyond, well, the small suppliers of parts for those EVs, they're suffering. They've put a lot of money into their machinery to their for getting up to speed. And now, uh, with the slowdown, they're left with a lot of uncertainty as their parts bends grow and uh, their machinery needs to be paid back. Meanwhile, suppliers that maybe weren't up to speed in the EV market are looking upon this as an opportunity to get up to speed as the EV market moves on. GM's revived PHEV plans offer flexibility in North America. CEO Mary Barra has stated GM doesn't know which segments they will bring in and plug in hybrids or when they could arrive, though they are not expected this year. They've seen the writing on the wall. They realize they have to get PHEVs out there. Now, Chevy had one of the best EVs out there in the Chevy Volt and they canned it. They got rid of it. And now they're saying we need to bring it back. So these plug-in hybrids and these hybrids and these smaller, less expensive EVs are really seeming to be the answer for the adaptation of this world into the EV marketplace. And everybody's put their eggs in the other basket of pushing it hard like the government wanted to. Remember, you cannot over-engineer with politics. I love that line from Joshua in Idaho. Meanwhile, the EPA has also proposed a fuel economy rule through the 2032 model year that would require average annual fleet-wide emissions reductions of 13% and a 56% cut in average emissions target levels from the 2026 model year. If those things go into play, it's going to really wreak havoc on the ICE market. Well, Apple's going to scale back their long-awaited car, which has delayed their launch of their EV to 2028. And it's also scaled back from a level 5 autonomy to level 2 autonomy. Now, I, I put this story in here more as a joke than anything else. I, I've thought the Apple car was way out of line anyhow when it first got announced. Technology company first delayed the vehicle's release to 2026. It was supposed to come out, I believe, in 2024 and now scaled back the design and only drive autonomously on highways. Again, the level five was going to be up stellar top stuff where you just kind of I guess you could sit in the back seat and watch a movie and let your car get you where you're going to. Uh, those are my words, not the level five people. But the level two autonomous driving system is what Apple has dialed back to. Don't wait for more news on this because I suspect the delay will go beyond 2028. Meanwhile, in the current model years about to hit the floor, the 2025 Mazda CX-70 five-seater is on sale in the spring. This uh, New 2025 crossover, midsize crossover that is, will offer two electrified powertrains, uh, innovative cargo space, and sleek styling when it goes on sale this spring. It is a uh, hybrid system. It looks to be, uh, well, it, it just looks clean. It's a good looking car. It, it was going to deliver in one mode 280 horsepower and in another 340 horsepower. Engine is that of which like we're in the CX-90. Now, the CX-90 has not necessarily been one of the best offered vehicles Mazda has had. They're really looking forward to the CX-70 and expect that the uh, CX-70 plug-in hybrid will land somewhere in the 20 to 25% range sold. That is of Mazda's portfolio. So there will be a hybrid. There will also be a plug-in hybrid. 
And Mazda didn't share the pricing of the CX-70, but analysts expect lower trim levels to start around $40,000. Well, dash cams are exploding in popularity among road rage and fatalities. Roughly one third of the people who plan to buy a vehicle within the next few years want dash cams in their car. Now, some vehicles come with in-dash already cameras set up. Toyota offers an integrated dash cam on some models, as does BMW. But a lot of people are buying add-ons to see what's going on around them. So roughly one-third of the people who plan to buy a vehicle in the next few years are looking at dash cams for their cars. Stellantis is denying speculation of a merger plan with Renault. And Jeep gives the most detailed look yet at their upcoming Wagoneer S. EV. The Wagoneer S is one of several EVs that Stellantis plans to launch in the U.S. under multiple brands. Jeep is targeting 600 horsepower, a series of 60 time of around 3.5 seconds with the Wagoneer S EV. Uh, looks like a Jeep. Looks like a Jeep. I know I editorialize the news far too much, sometimes too easy to do as some of these things are just crazy. EVs catching fire during assembly. Now, I, I can assure you, you could probably count on one hand, and I'm sure that somebody will call me on this, the amount of vehicles that have, that is ICE vehicles, diesel vehicles, that have caught fire on an assembly line during assembly. I can't think of one. I really can't. And, and there's recently been a fire at the GM Marquee EV plant uh, that caused a million dollars in damage and put safety officials on edge. I got to read the few things here that are pretty monumental. First off, it says that uh, GM is far from alone in its battery fire issues. EV prototypes have caught fire inside a lab at Stellantis in their North America headquarters at Auburn Hills, Michigan. Firefighters at the GM fire, they had to use a forklift. In so doing, they were being told by the people at GM's factory how to operate the forklift because they were in danger. Everybody was in danger of these batteries catching fire. They had to get them out of the building. It's not a joking manner anymore. Nearly 100 Detroit firefighters and two dozen fire trucks responded to the three-alarm fire December 19th. We're just getting news of this thing now as far as its full ramifications. With a plant, the assembly plant straddling the Detroit Hamtrak border. According to the incident report obtained by Crane's Detroit business through a Freedom of Information Act request, the fire broke out at General Motors Factory Zero in December, resulting in more than a million dollars in damage and has sparked concerns about the protocol for battery fires at the electric vehicle plant. Uh, this is the first of its kind for the automaker in the city of Detroit. Uh, Factory Zero is GM's first fully dedicated EV assembly plant where it's investing $2.2 billion, which almost all went up in smoke, evidently. And get this, the firefighters didn't know where the fire was. They showed up on scene. They didn't know where to go. This uh, this factory is massive, and they didn't know how to get to the fire. I don't know what you're thinking, but I, what I was thinking is plethora of problems. A very combustible material, once it gets going, or it's very difficult to stop, you get that thermal fire going. Don't know where it is. You don't know how to operate the machinery to get out the batteries, and it was the batteries in this case that went in thermal mode or overheat mode, I guess, and caught fire. They weren't in the vehicle at the time. But Ford has had F-150 Lightnings catch fire on the assembly line as well. Others, other manufacturers having some problems with these EVs, uh, again, during production. That's all we got. Been a fun little news segment as we get into uh, EVs and what's going on. They're on the downward slide. The inventories are up. Prices are starting to come down. Tesla, did we announce this? 
is coming up with a very inexpensive EV. They say in the $35,000 range is what they're shooting for for next year. But they really want to get on the budget end of things as well. Elon Musk is not one to be put down lightly. That's it for the news. I'm Dan Lacey, your host here at Dr. Garcast, and we'll be back again soon.